Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com/superstuff and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com/superstuff and get started today. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not so super language. Hello, citizens! Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. This is the show that's smoking. Sure is. Smoking! So- somebody stop it. The show. Right now. Uh, right, it. please. Please. This is <laughs> one liner central. Welcome. Welcome. To our childhood. Welcome to the 90s. 1994. This is ridiculous. It's the mask. It is the mask. Jim Carrey. Directed by Chuck Russell. Of course, Chuck Russell. Chuck Russell. Who doesn't know about Chuck of Russell? Of course. Because he's massive. Chuck Russell. He's done stuff. I'm sure of it. It's a Jim Carrey movie. Let's it, just face it. Right. Right. It's, before anything else, a Jim Carrey movie. Yes. And this is right in his wheelhouse, kind of, for his career. Yeah. Because he did Ace Ventura, Peck Detective already. Right. He did The Mask, and he did Dumb and Dumber. Kind of just in that chunk of- one year. Yeah, it was a it was a busy year. It was just really his breakout year. Yeah, but all three of those movies are so drastically different and they're wow. all they're all showing different parts of Jim Carrey in a lot of ways. Okay, that's fair. This guy's fascinating. I don't know how different they are, but yes. They're different. They're different. What I mean, this one he talks out of his mouth the whole time and Ace Ventura talks out of his ass. That's true. That's very different. I'd call that pretty different. That's fair. That is pretty different. <laughs> You've seen this thing before, right? Absolutely. I mean, who hasn't at this point? I saw this in theaters. Really? A way too young. Yeah, I would imagine it in theaters. so. Yeah. There used to be this one movie theater in the next town over that only had one theater. Okay. I saw Independence Day there, too, when I was sure. way too young for it. But I remember being like the only people in this movie, and I was like six, maybe? Oh, something that's like fun. that. Uh, yeah. Didn't understand most of it. <laughs> that's understandable. So- <laughs> it's kind of cartoony and held your interest, I'm sure. Absolutely. It's yeah. a man with a green face. Who doesn't love a man with a with green big face? Teeth. And, and giant yellow teeth suits. For a little while. What a fun guy. What a fun guy. You want to tell me what this thing's about? If I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should know, but I'll I'll do you the solid. Stanley Ipkiss is an aw shucks, cartoon-loving, hopeless, and luckless romantic who works as a clerk at Edge City Bank. Stanley Ipkiss. What a name. What a name. That is an insane name. Ipkiss. Ip- and he doesn't even just go by Stan. He's Stanley. Stanley. He's Stanley. He's not even Stanley most of the time. He's Ipkiss. Ipkiss. According to the detective man. I get that. He gets taken advantage of by everyone in his life, including his boss, his landlady, and even the mechanics who work on his car. Nice guys finish last. That's a recurring theme. Yep. At least recurs once. It, it's, a, <laughs> it's an occurring theme. It occurs. <laughs> he also has a very smart dog named Milo. Coolest dog in the world? Very, very cool dog. On a list of movie dogs, where do you think he's landed? Top five. I would say easily top five. Yeah. Whatever happened to like dogs who could act? I feel like it's just not a thing anymore. The artist was- It was just Max. It's the one dog? It's the same dog? Yep. Just Max the Jack Russell who acted in all the movies. Was my dog Skip also? I don't know. Same dog? No idea. Was it, it wasn't in Frasier, was he? I don't think- well, That one? Could have been. I don't know. Because like, the artist was the last one I remember seeing like, oh, that dog kicks ass. That's a good- That dog is a good actor. It's a great acting dog. There's a reason on our cheat sheet he's listed third. Yeah, it checks out, actually. 
just I want a good dog movie again. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm all upset about. You get that one with like a dog's purpose and you're like, oh, that looks like a oh great, they're drowning dogs in that for real. That's fucked up. Oh my god, really? Yeah, it was one of those movies that came out a couple of years ago where they're legitimately throwing dogs in rivers to oh, get the shot. Yeah. It was a problem. Not not okay. It's a problem. Not okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like all the dog movies lately have just been bummers. And the dogs weren't really acting. They were like just Marley being... and me? Yeah. Exactly like Marley really and just... me. Here's a dog. <laughs> I feel like Son of a bitch. In the late twenty tens here, anytime you see a dog in a movie poster, you're like, Oh, I'm gonna cry in that movie. No thanks. I'm out. Don't need that. I don't want that. Maybe maybe Secret Life of Pets. It's but very that's, good. That's animated. It's very good. So those fake dogs. Fake dogs. Yeah, that's where the money's at. Fake dogs. No more just give me an air bro, you know? <laughs> I like that a lot. Even when you had uh, there's something about Mary. There was a dog in that. Yeah. Puff, he wore a cast. Oh my god. What happened to dog actors? I don't know. Tough days. Tough times, man. I don't want to live anymore. The dog if, days. If the, dog actor, the dog days are over. <laughs> the dog days are upon us. Every dog has his day. Stanley's... Florence and the Machine. Her song right now. Yeah. Well, we should just be playing that in the background this whole thing. The whole time. The entire time. It's the theme of this show now. Can we do like a spinoff that's all about dog movies? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the canine podcasters? Welcome to Dog Word. Yes. <laughs> Dorian Tyrell, played by Peter Green. Plays baddies a lot. Remember him in uh, Blue Streak, Martin Lawrence? I'm not familiar. Oh, it's very good. Oh, okay. By that, I mean it's totally fine. I'm but... not familiar with Peter Green, really. <laughs> yeah, he's got just a, he's a he mean-looking looks, man. He looks like a dude who could play bad guys really yeah. well. I actually thought that he played the Chris Eccleston part in Gone in 60 Seconds for the longest time. Oh. I confused those two That's... briefly. Okay. I could see it. I don't see Peter Green as a doctor, though. No, not at all. He's too mean-looking. An angry doctor. Like Peter Capaldi. Fair enough. Anyway, Dorian Tyrell is a gangster who runs the Coco Bongo Club, the hot new mafia-owned nightclub in town. Dorian sends his gal Tina Carlisle, played by Cameron Diaz. Introducing Cameron Diaz, her yes, first role. her first role ever. It's a good thing that they didn't just use her eye candy. <laughs> oh, wait, they did. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the role they were going to cast Anna Nicole Smith in? That one. Yeah. <laughs> so Tina goes to the Edge City Bank... To case the joint for a future robbery. She's got a camera in her purse. She aims at the safe. Yeah, there she meets Stanley. And the two seem to hit it off, but you can't really be sure because of her, her motives for being there. Sure. But it seems like they're they're having a jolly good time. The two uh, yeah, I feel like she can get anyone she wants, so why not get a guy with the last name Ipkiss? I mean, that's the move. Ladies love That's Ipkiss. a power move. He's got a power tie on. He does. And neither of them mentions that it looks like a Jackson Pollock. Sure. But ladies love the Ipkiss. Ladies love Ipkiss. Sounds so gross. <laughs> Stanley's only human friend, Charlie, invites him out that night to the Coco Bongo Club. What do you think of Charlie? Charlie's an interesting looking dude. Yeah, he sucks. You're right. Completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> he's, uh, I like he's like supposed to be the exception to everybody just beating up on Stanley, but he sucks just as hard as everybody he's else. He's pretty bad. He's always like, I know everyone. It's the top game in town. You got to go to this place. You got to check out the Coco going to be there, and I'm a banker, and apparently I'm special enough to get in. He's got it. I don't know. hip to the streets. That Charlie. Through a mix-up at the door, Stanley isn't allowed in. That happens. Nice guys finish last. Nice guys finish last. Oh, recurring. Oh. On his way home, the janky loaner car that the shady mechanics lent him breaks down on a bridge. I love that sight gag. It's so good. When he hits his head on the steering wheel, he's like, ah! And then he gets out and drop kicks the bumper, and the entire the whole car, car falls, falls off. Apart. Oh, I it's love so it. good. More of that. More dogs, more cars falling apart. <laughs> 
Oh, I love this movie so much already. <laughs> Stanley thinks he sees a body floating in the river below and rushes down to save what turns out to be a mysterious mask. How did he mistake this pile of trash for a body? It looks like a pile of trash. It looks like a pile of trash. We have the benefit of HD now, though. In 1994, it might have been be able to construe it as a body. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, maybe, know, with, I don't with know. With 1994 vision. Yeah, at Jurassic Park was out for a year. Yeah. That all checks out, actually. We weren't there with special effects. I think yet. in one of the shots, there was actually an arm <laughs> in the, the pile of garbage. I don't believe that for a second. I'm pretty sure I saw a hand. No way. I think so. No way. I could be wrong. I think you are. I don't think I am, though. Okay. You know, I'm going to have to go back and watch this, and I'm fine with that. That's, that's so, absolutely totally fine. fine. He brings the mysterious mask home, so we have a plot. We did it! Yay! Oh, that's what they call the mask! Yeah, he could have just left the mask I there. I get it now. After he... Totally different movie. It's just about a banker who's probably going to kill himself. <laughs> he just rummages through. The... He's like, oh, I was trying to save this guy's life, and it turned out to just be a pile of trash, and I'm just going to leave the trash here because that's what a normal person would right. do. Right, and then an angel's going to come down, and it's called Clarence, and he's going to say, don't jump off the bridge, you banker. Don't do it. <laughs> that's how that one goes. Uh... When Stanley gets home, he puts the mask on, and things get crazy. Turns into a, a Tasmanian green man. Tasmanian green. He's like a wacky, zany, green-headed cartoon character of a man. Who just says one-liners. Constantly. All the time. That's, his whole dialogue is just one-liners. He has nothing that's two lines. Nothing at all. This I, is going to okay shatter it. our super stuff later, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he wreaks havoc on the apartment building, the mechanics, and a street gang that tries to mug him. Sure, it doesn't go well. And he ends up doing, what is the balloon animals? He, yeah, he does to make balloon them... animals, and he pulls a condom out of his pocket. and Improved. Yeah. How cool is that? Pretty neat. That's Jim Carrey. I flew over my head for years. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I don't even remember the last time I saw it, if I caught that one, to tell you the truth. Yeah. But I like when he made it. goes, oh, now my favorite, a Tommy gun. And then it turns into and a real gun. it turns gun. into a real gun, because cartoon stuff. Because cartoon stuff, which is great. I love this movie That's, so much. What a good superpower to have. This is where he announces that he's a superhero. He's, I am a superhero. Yeah. And, and if that qualifies. I mean, that, well, that and also it's a Dark Horse comic. That's true. That didn't exist for terribly long, but long enough to get a Jim Carrey movie. Long enough to get a Jim Carrey movie. The next day, Stanley meets Lieutenant Kellaway and reporter Peggy Brandt, who are both investigating the events of the night prior. That's right. Lieutenant Kellaway, played by Peter Rieger. Yeah. He's in stuff. He's been around. You'd notice that face anywhere. After. Before? Maybe a little. I don't know. Peggy Brandt, Amy Yazbek. She's been around for sure. She's in Definitely. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes. That's where I know her from, at least. She's probably done other stuff. I'm sure. I think she was married to John Ritter, too, for a while. Really? Until John Ritter. I'm learning things You know, now. ceased to be. An ex-John Ritter. Right. He was pining for the fjords. <laughs> that John Ritter <laughs> wouldn't be standing if he wasn't nailed to his perch. John Ritter went home to meet his maker. He went to go sing with the choir. <laughs> I can't even do it. Uh, I was wondering how many you had. How many it would take to break you. <laughs> well, that's just full-blown Monty Python. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lieutenant Kellaway is suspicious of Stanley not remembering anything from the night before, but he'll surely remember those strange pajamas. Calls him out. He says, oh, your pajamas are impossible. And everything that happened in this hallway with the green man, Possibly. that happened. That happened, even though those pajamas shouldn't have. Zing! Oh, oh this guy. Quick-witted. Watch out. Peggy remembers Stanley from a letter he sent into her column about being a good guy, looking for love in Edge City. Nice guys finish last. Nice guys finish last. Recurring somehow. Yeah. She seems smitten with him. Yeah, she's adorable. She is. She's very good. Nothing bad could happen with her, I'm sure. Nothing at all. Nothing. Never. Let's end this movie now. Okay. Just to keep this this feeling good, Amy. Kind of simple. Yeah. Not a lot happened, but 
It's fine. We saw Green Man. It was we exciting. Green Man. He got away with it. Right. Wasn't Charlie Whatever Kelly? Whatever he did. No, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. No, Green Man here. It was not Charlie Kelly. Stanley wants to return to the Coco Bongo Club where Tina performs, but first he needs money to bribe the bouncer. First he needs confidence, so he slaps on that mask. He puts on that mask and he becomes the mask. And he goes to rob a bank? His own bank. His own bank. Like a hero. As you do. <laughs> yes. He's <laughs> my hero. That's for sure. The problem is that Dorian's men were also in the process of their bank heist. And when the mask triggers the alarms, the police arrive to find Dorian's men and one of them, Freeze, is shot. Freeze, played by Reggie Cathy. Who sure. Is just phenomenal. Rest in peace. He keeps saying, doctor is in. The doctor's in. The do- he's not a doctor. Just no. want to put that out there. No, he's not. That's his line. He says it. Yep. Whereas Jim Carrey the Mask has one-liners, this man just has catchphrase. Just says one line. <laughs> <laughs> the Mask arrives at the Coco Bongo Club, dances with Tina, and literally blows her shoes off when he plants a kiss on her afterwards. That scene is iconic as hell. It's excellent. Hey, Pachuco! So good. Man, I love that scene. So good. Apparently, they did a lot of the dancing themselves. I read somewhere it was all of it. I don't buy that for a second. I don't buy it at all. For a second. No way. Not Not from either of them. No, but a lot of it, apparently. Nope. They spent spent hours for I could see Chuck Russell making that up. Director, famous director Chuck Russell. Yeah. (laughs) Famous (laughs) famous director Chuck Russell. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to (laughs) be... First line in his obituary, whenever he goes, I don't know if he's kicking or not. Yeah. Famous director, Chuck Famous Russell. Famous director, Chuck Russell. <laughs> you might remember him as Charles Russell. <laughs> Dorian's men arrive and point the mask out as the guy that ruined their heist and got Freeze killed. Dorian confronts the mask and shoots off a piece of his tie, which transforms back into Stanley's very recognizable pajamas. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know how any of this works. I guess once you're not in contact with the person in contact with the mask, you're no longer transformed. Okay. I guess. I mean, the movie's got rules. They're just real loose. <laughs> we just they never, they never explicitly tell us what they are, but it's nope, got them. It's got them. Trust me. <laughs> Lieutenant Calloway, following Dorian's henchman back to the club, finds the piece of Stanley's pajamas, and he's like, wait a minute. I know these terrible pajamas. I literally just saw them a day ago. There's only one person in this world who could own these, which that's not a good business model if that's how you're selling your, your PJs. Also not good detective model if you're trying to detect. That's true. I know who this belongs to. <laughs> the next morning, Lieutenant Kellaway pounds at Stanley's door while Stanley struggles to hide the tons of cash he stole in a closet right next to the front door. Yep. I like how he's like diving in trying to keep all the cash in there and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, he's using the, the Frisbee. Yep. And and Milo comes over and starts playing with the Frisbee, which apparently, not scripted. Well, Milo's the best thing about this movie. So Everyone good. knows that. So good. Just chase the frisbee, and Jim Carrey just rolled with it. I guess most of the takes with the dog were improv It's the same bit over and over, too, and it just works. It, Where he's pulling, he's like, Milo, 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 Milo. drop it. <laughs> he always drops it the second time he says drop it. But it's such a good bit. But it's a great bit. Lieutenant Kellaway's there to tell Stanley that he's on to him. That's it, really? He doesn't do any questioning. Nothing. Doesn't do any real police like, work. I'm Goes, watching Yo, you. pajama man. <laughs> Yo. Stanley meets with Ben Stein, a mask expert, for reasons unknown to anyone out there because oh it's called the mask the mask yeah that's why oh so you gotta have a mask expert of course because <laughs> for dry <laughs> red eyes <sighs> i don't know i like the part where he looks down at his desk and when he looks up he can't find uh, stanley Epkiss and he just goes Epkiss. 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 <laughs> well well done i like that did you notice what he said about this mask loki 
Loki. Loki. He thinks that this is a mask from Loki. It's a Loki mask. This thing is the prequel to Thor. Apparently. Who knew? 1994's prequel to Thor. As we know, that's the subtle thing that they talk about in Thor when Loki's like, yeah, and then me and Stanley Ipkiss. <laughs> you remember back when me and Ipkiss used to have our adventures and together. And down in Edge City, wherever that is. <laughs> and Thor was like, oh, not now, brother. We all remember the green man. <laughs> Stanley does a thing here where he tries to show Ben Stein what the mask does. And when he puts it on, it's the best scene of the movie? Yeah, uh, nothing happens. doesn't transform, <laughs> but he tries so hard to force it, and it's just pure Jim Carrey delightfulness. It's so wonderful. <laughs> I love Jim Carrey. He's great. I think that needs to be said, because there's a lot of people who don't love Jim Carrey. Well, they're all wrong. Well, I know that. <laughs> But it needs to be said, they're out there. There's wrong people out there. Who knew? I did. I looked at a lot of Amazon one-star reviews. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Fair. We'll get there. Stanley then goes to work, where for some reason Tina shows up to apologize for not being able to open an account after all. I don't know about you. I go to my, well, every bank in a five-mile radius of my house and apologize every day that I can't open an account with them uh, on that day. I don't just do banks. Anytime I go into a store and look at something and then don't buy it, I go back in the next day to apologize about it. (laughs) Hey, I was in here yesterday looking at those potato chips, and I was like, no, I shouldn't. I'm sorry. I'll see you tomorrow, Stan. (laughs) That would be a Stan. Yeah, that would be a Stan. Stan Lee is a banker name. Stan Lee is a banker. Grocer is a Stan. For sure. The blue-collar worker. He arranges for the mask to meet her that night at Landfill Park. What a name! Landfill Park. I was like, even as a kid, I was like, oh, that's a funny name, <laughs> Landfill Park. And then the next scene, they go to Landfill Park, and it is a former dump that they turned into a park. Yep. Appropriately named. Not as funny anymore. No, and what else isn't funny is what's about to happen. <laughs> Gets a little rapey. It does. It does indeed. Stanley says, ah, my buddy's going to be here any minute now because he claimed to know the mask. Right, right. He's, he's like, like oh, my I... old college roommate. I like how he admits to knowing this guy who robbed the bank while he's in this in the bank. bank. Yeah, he's like, hey, you know that guy that they're looking for right now downstairs? I know him. Taught him everything he knows about dancing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Believe that, Ipkiss. Yeah, you're an Ipkiss. <laughs> but yeah. I like how he runs behind the bush when he comes out. It's it's the mask, and he's dressed as like a Frenchman, like Pepe Le Pew style. Like Pepe Le Pew, exactly like Pepe Le Pew. He gets very Pepe Le Pewy here. He sure does. And, and and that poor cat is just trying to get away because she's not a skunk. That's right. It's Cameron Diaz. Exactly. And she looks uncomfortable. And what's worse is that you have cops who are watching this whole scene play out because they know Stanley's meeting him, right. and they're just watching and it. And they're like, let's see how this plays out. We might be able to see Cameron Diaz naked. Let's just Let's just wait this one out, boys. That's the wrong move. Right? That's the wrong move. That's the wrong move. It's the wrong move. Bad cops. <laughs> Lieutenant Kellaway tries to arrest him, but Stanley gets away when he tricks the entire police force into joining him in a musical number slash conga line. It's wonderful. Cuban Pete. It's the best. It's so good. They tried. The producers tried so hard to cut this scene. I am so happy they failed. They did. It is wonderful. It is. It's the same way they tried to veto the choice of Cameron Diaz, but old famous director Chuck Russell... <laughs> It was like, I won't do this movie if it's not Cameron Diaz. You can't see this, but every single time we try to name the director, we have to look down at her shoes. <laughs> Chuck Russell. You'd think for him being as famous as is, we'd remember his name. You would think. He's very famous. Very, very famous. He reminds everyone all the time. <clears throat> it's me, famous director, Chuck Russell. <laughs> uh, no, but this scene is so good with the dancing. and it, A lot of people might say it goes on too long, but I disagree. 
A lot of people would say that. And Kellaway is one of the best parts about the scene. He goes, guys, snap out of it. Snap. Come on. He's right there. Why isn't he hypnotized by the... I don't know. I love Kellaway. He's great. He's so good. I love Doyle, his his buddy, his partner cop. Doyle is fantastic because he's just so inept. Yes. And it's my favorite trope of like the dumb sidekick cop. It's kind of like Kellaway's catchphrase. Doyle! Right. Right. That's his one line. He has other lines. It's not a one-liner. Correct. Yeah. Catchphrase. I tried. Catchphrase is right. Stanley gets away, and he gets the mask off, just as Peggy appears out of nowhere to help him escape. And since she's trying to be really inconspicuous, she yells, Stanley! Right. Over here, Stanley! I like that the cops just open fire on this civilian. Yeah. <laughs> yes. To be fair, she is aiding and abetting. Right. And then Doyle has one of my favorite lines in the movie, where the firing stops, and like five seconds later, he looks at Kelly and goes, I missed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. We know, Doyle. We all missed. <laughs> Once they're away from the cops, Peggy betrays Stanley. What do you know? I don't like it. She turns him it's over. Not to... my Amy Asbeck. <laughs> not my Amy Asbeck. She turns him over to Dorian for the fifty thousand dollar bounty he put out. Which you know, fine. Money talks. Money does talk, and what talks louder is whenever you hang a Stanley Ipkiss upside down in a printing press and say, "What does the mask do?" And then Dorian puts on the mask, and now he's all mean and green. Yeah, he uh, he doesn't become like a zany, cartoonish little. Guy. No, he becomes with his antics. a murderous monster He's man. He's like a demon. A yeah. Demon. <laughs> I said that word for demon. He's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> I went Seth MacFarlane there for a second. I'll just really lean into whatever <laughs> to make it funnier. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of demon. <laughs> he and his henchmen raid Stanley's apartment for the stolen money, allowing Milo to get out. And now we got a stray dog. I don't like it. I don't like Milo. My little Milo on the street all alone. Milo's got some street smarts, I'm sure. He's got a lot of street smarts. They drop Stanley literally into Kellaway's lap with a rubber green mask. I found it odd how this car drove by. Kellaway says, it's not like Ipkiss is going to drop into my lap, and he does, but Ipkiss is also bound, like hands bound, tape over his mouth, and Kellaway doesn't go, I'm not questioning that. Yep, got him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is convenient. (laughs) Maybe that innocent citizen we fired on last night delivered him. Maybe. And the rubber green mask looks nothing like the mask. Not even close. But he has those pajamas, so I'm not questioning it. Nope, not at all. To jail you go. See ya. While he's there, Tina comes and visits. Because why not? Because we need more Cameron Diaz in this movie. They hung out twice. Yeah. She's got to go check on him in jail. Of course. And he tells her, get out of here. But she's caught by Dorian and his goons and taken away to the Coco Bongo charity ball where he ties her up and sets explosives and whatnot. Yeah, and while that's all happening, Milo found Ipkiss at the jail. Yeah. Then Milo breaks into the jail by jumping off a big wall because, for some reason, this jail has bars that are leading to the outside world. Well, yeah, you know, like cartoon jails do. That's right. (laughs) And then Milo steals these keys from this guard. Well, we already knew from an earlier scene that Milo has- He loves keys. He can find keys. Except, at first, he did cheese. No, not cheese, Milo. Keys. (laughs) Also, Dorian kills his boss we had beef with for the whole movie. Right, the guy who looked like John Heyman. Yeah. Okay. I didn't pick that up, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Well played. Stanley, to escape from jail, handcuffs himself to Lieutenant Calloway and holds him at gunpoint and makes him escort him out of the precinct and to the Coco Bongo Club. That's where I go when I break out of places. That's where everyone goes. Anyone who's anybody's at the Coco Bongo Club. Charlie told us that earlier. Exactly. So chances are Dorian's there. Isn't it Dorian's club? So what's Dorian's endgame here? Is well, he trying to rob his own club? The charity ball is, I don't know. He was trying to rob the bank. 
He was trying to rob the bank, but, but now he's already that. robbed the bank. Yeah, now he is throwing whatever party for the orphans, as they say, on the big piggy bank. Right. Is he trying to rob his own club? Well, I don't think it's his party for the orphans. I think it's his boss, Nico. Okay. Is throwing the charity ball. But Not he, the point. I think Not the point. I think he's just trying yeah. to escape. So he's going to act <laughs> like he died in the Coco Bongo explosion. That seems too deep for this movie. You are absolutely right. <laughs> Lieutenant Calloway calls for backup while Stanley goes into the Coco Bongo to rescue Tina. Tina tricks Dorian into taking his mask off for a farewell kiss, which he shouldn't have done. No, but, it's but he does stupid. It, and yeah. she kicks the mask out of Hold his hand. Hold on, let me ask you this. Okay. Would you take your mask off to kiss Cameron Diaz? 1994 yeah. Cameron Diaz? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 200% I would. I get it. Yeah, I'd be like, Matt, what mask? Gone. No, most realistic part of this movie. Yeah. She kicks it across the floor. And Milo retrieves it. It's the best. We got a mask dog, baby. Mask dog. Big old green-headed dog. And he's just attacking all of Dorian's men, which is fantastic. Uh, I love it. And it frees Stanley and Dorian, yeah. maskless. To... Milo takes a piss on one of them at one point, too. He does. Yeah. And the only thing my wife said was, whoa, that was cut from TV. Yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> Took her completely aback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't ready for that. But the now maskless Stanley and Dorian can fight mano y mano. Stanley's doing all right. And Stanley, with his newfound confidence from the mask life, is kicking some butt. Yeah, until he says, I'm winning. And then, no, you don't do that. Yeah, that's hubris. Yes. You should learn that from your, your god friends. Right. That's exactly Lo- Loki it, from and, Loki. And who not? <laughs> who not? <laughs> Milo goes over to Stanley, and Stanley picks him up, takes the mask, puts it back on, swallows the bomb, which is... 100% right from a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's the best. And it's so good. It's such a great way to end that whole entire thing. And then he paints a, a flush handle on a tree next to a, a fountain. Yep. And Dorian gets flushed down sure does. the fountain. That all checks out. Brilliant. I, oh. You know what? Some movies just take the easy way out in such a clever way. Yeah. I can't help but love it. It's right. like, I feel like I should be angry, like, oh, come on. Oh, come on. Like, oh, come really? On. Really? And here I was just like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. I think it was actually added in later because I, at this point, Lieutenant Calloway's backup arrives and starts arresting all of Dorian's men. They yeah. probably would have arrested him in, in the regular script. But after test screenings, they were like, let's amp this up a little bit and flush Dorian. Well, I mean, after that, they're walking out of the Cocobongo Club after Dorian's gone now. Yeah. And Kellaway's like, Ipkiss, you, you so-and-so, you. And nah. the mayor's like, hey, you leave that man alone. He's a hero. The mayor, played by Ivory Ocean, not Reginald Del Johnson. He looks so much he like Reginald Del very Johnson. very much looks like him. <laughs> I was like, is that? Is it? It's not. Uh, but he was in attendance for the whole charity ball. And he's like, nah, Dorian was the mask guy from the beginning. And you better let this Stanley guy free. Yeah, the guy who probably murdered somebody at some point in there. Yeah, probably. He definitely robbed the bank. He absolutely does. 100% robbed yep, the bank. Yep, when we know because pajamas. And yeah, we have evidence because pajamas. Stanley and Tina throw the mask back into the river, harbor, body of water, whatever it is. And Charlie dives in after it because he sucks. <laughs> but Milo beats him to it. And that's the movie. That's the whole movie. That's the mask from 1994 directed by famous director Chuck, Chuck Russell. That's Russell. Chuck Russell. I love this movie so, so much. This movie's so good. There's nothing to hate on this. I mean, it's. It's so good. It's an hour 41. It doesn't feel like an hour 41. No, not at all. It flies by. Big time. It feels like like 90 minutes. It's so good, man. It's great. 
Let's do it again next week. Next week's episode just, of Mask. Just every week we do the Mask now. I'm into it. I think one of my favorite parts about this movie is there's a lot of CGI to it. Yeah. Where you have the Mask and he does all these cartoony things. But then one thing I understood was that they were so happy that they have Jim Carrey here that they actually were able to slash the CGI budget because yeah. he learned how to do all these wacky things with the Mask on and with these false teeth and just his mannerisms. And they're yeah. like, well, shit, this is terrific. I mean, what better way to save money than to have just Jim Carrey being this flexible, eccentric, animated character already? And it's like, Industrial Light and who? Nah. 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 I mean, <laughs> we'll keep him around. We're going to need him for some stuff. But but only like half of what we thought because this guy's great. He is great. And he pulls off so many different acts in this movie where you see him play like the super charming guy, the Stanley Ipkiss nice guys finished last. Yeah. You get to see him sort of play it a little bit serious in- very short burst. A little bit, yeah. It's there. But then obviously once the mask goes on, it's just go. Right. It's just balls to the wall. How many actors get that type of freedom these days? Nobody. To just go. Nowadays? Yeah, Nobody. who's like the Nobody. Big, big comedy actor of the day? Is there one floating around? It's probably like Seth Rogen, James Franco still, even though they're past the prime of Maybe. what they were doing. Maybe them. I don't know. But that's like a comedy troupe, if you will, because yeah. they all have their buddies in there. But that's just good writing. Right. Here, it's proper on-screen performances. What comedic actor can hold their own on screen alone now? That's an interesting question. Melissa McCarthy, maybe? Maybe. She's a pretty good draw. Adam maybe. Sandler was kind of the same time period as this. That's true. That's true. And he did very different things. Not this. No. I mean, yes, yeah, very different. Not, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if there's anybody now that could- well, Steve Carell, maybe? maybe? But even then, it's but, Apatow. Yeah, and, and even still, Steve, and, uh, Steve Carell is- a little. I wouldn't. I don't want to say past his prime, but well, he's taking on serious roles. He's now. not in his glory days anymore. Right. He's trying to get that little that little golden boy. It's interesting. It's interesting that you ask this because just this summer there were rumors going around uh, that Michael Richardson, the founder of Dark Horse Comics, creator of The Mask, writer producer of this movie, wanted to do a gritty reboot of this movie with a female mask. I'm on board. And he said he had he had a person in mind, and he's not going to say her name. And he would have a lot of convincing to do for this particular actor. So I'm curious, who do you think? Who would you cast in a, in this movie? I got a list of names that I, I would like to see your, your snap judgment to. I got one name. Okay. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon was definitely on my list. Kate That's McKinnon. That's the only one I could say because I think she would is be so good. phenomenal. I have a few other names here. What do you got? The rest of the cast of Ghostbusters. I'm on board. Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones. I don't think I want to see Kristen Wiig here. I like Kristen Wiig where she's playing a little bit more awkward. Yeah, I agree. I like Kristen Wiig being herself. Okay. Because she's very good at that. What do you think of Tina Fey? Unfortunately, I think she's a little too old for it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But, I mean, she would have been very good in it. How about, I have three more names, all younger. Tiffany Haddish. I'm on board. Chelsea Peretti. I'm less on board. Jenny Slate. I'm extremely on board. Jenny Slate, I think, is perfect. Wow. It would just be like the same character she played in Parks and Rec. Almost. Almost. A little more extreme. Almost. But yeah, I think that would be so good. That would be very cool. And then just recently, a couple weeks ago, this rumor came out, and take this one with a heavy grain of salt, but uh, Warner Brothers and New Lines are apparently in talks to get Jim Carrey to reprise his role as Stanley Ipkiss in a, in a sequel. 20, I think he's too old now, 25 too. years later. So they're saying, Pixar, you did 14? Ha! 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 25 years Sorry, later I'll do the, sequel. I'll do the mascot. <laughs> there it is. But 
perfect. You nailed it. But again, I'm Jim Carrey. Heavy grain of salt on that one because of the source of the of the sure. Rumor. I don't want to see him come back as I think a one and done is perfect for him. Yeah, just leave it in that filmography of his. Right. Whatever. Call you, it a day. Whatever you do, just retcon the whole uh, son of the mask thing. Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy is a stain inside that mask. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Gross. I didn't want to think about stains inside the mask. Sorry. But fair. Speaking of Michael Richardson of Dark Horse Comics, the comic this is based off of, totally different. Isn't he Big Head or something like that? It's like big, the Big Head Killer or something like okay. that. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a horror franchise. So is this movie, right? Yeah. This right? is a horror movie, for sure. <laughs> Originally, when they were writing this movie, they started in a, a horror genre, and then they were just like, Jim Carrey. Let's get Jim Carrey in here yeah. and just make it a comedy. Famous director Chuck Russell was like- I think we need to pivot and just go full on comedy with this. Yeah, guys, I'll do whatever you want. And the Dark Horse guys were like, "Don't forget my name, Chuck Russell, famous Chuck Russell." It was Chuck Russell's idea. The, the Dark Horse guys were like, "Yeah, let's do it." All right, you know, that's just not? that's just being good creative collaborators. Exactly. Then. They're like, "Yeah, it's a different medium. You can sure. alter my characters." <laughs> one of the unused mask ideas was actually to transform the story into one about a mask maker who took faces off of corpses and put them on teens and turned them into zombies. And where is Jim Carrey in this? Is he the mask maker? I don't know if Jim Carrey had any part in that one. But I guess when they were retooling this as a comedy, they were looking at actors. They were looking at a ton of actors, all comedic actors too, like Matthew Broderick, Steve Martin, Rick Moranis, Nick Cage at one point. Comedic actor, as you said. Right. (laughs) Comedic actors and Nick Cage. Right. And then they were like, it's got to go to Jim Carrey. And then they rewrote it for Jim Carrey so that when Jim Carrey went in, he was like, this feels like it was written for me. I'd have to imagine that most of the mask stuff just said, Jim Carrey says shit. Maybe. I'd have to imagine. It depends on what they knew him from. I mean, they were at least marginally familiar with his stand-up comedy and in living color. Right. But other than that, what was there to go off of? Ace Ventura, kind of? Ace Ventura hadn't come out yet. Right. The whole reason he only got paid $450,000 for this movie was because Ace Ventura didn't come out yet. Yeah, that's pretty fair, actually. Because for Dumb and Dumber, didn't he do like $7 million or $7 something million. nuts like that? Yeah. So Famous director Chuck Russell. He can spot it when he sees it. He, he gets it. He got a Jim Carrey, and he got a- Bargain Jim Carrey. And a bargain Cameron Diaz. Introducing Cameron Diaz. Introducing Cameron Diaz. And one of the earlier non-sci-fi ILM movies. So yeah, I don't know what this would have been like if it was like a horror movie. I'd be curious to see it, but also I don't, but need I don't to want see it. to. I don't need to. If they do this gritty reboot they're talking about, though, it's probably going to be closer to the source material. But I'm I, interested to see it. I've never read the source material. Me either. I know they just did a four issue run, or they just started a four issue run. New to me. Yeah, like that's brand, interesting. Though. Brand new. Like okay, last month it started. I think. Go so. pick it up at your local store. Yeah, go visit your local comic book shop and ask for the mask. And they'll be like, what year is it? <laughs> it's a rightful question. But luckily, it was a comedy starring Jim Carrey. Speaking of Jim Carrey, he's been in quite a few movies. Last week, we ranked our Pixar movies, our favorite Pixar movies. We sure did. Ratatouille. Ratatouille was in our top threes. Wally was in our top fours. Nope, it wasn't. It, well, <laughs> in the right ones, it was. Uh, I don't know about that. Some of us really like Cars 3. Some of us are idiots. You know what? Fact. Some of us have never seen Cars 2, and they still like Cars 3 more. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, the key. And some of us are idiots. <laughs> I'm not saying who's who, but I th- I think we should do our top 10 Jim Carrey movies, because there's a lot more Jim Carrey movies than there are Pixar movies. We don't want this going forever, but I think we should do our top 10s. 
I'm in. Started out with number 10. I have Liar Liar. Liar Liar is your number 10. Yeah. You monster. You have it lower. No. Not even on your list. Much higher. Wow. Okay. That's exciting. My number 10 is I Love You, Philip Morris. I've never seen that one. It's very good. With Ewan McGregor? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things. Excellent. I really like that movie. Uh, Didn't do too well. No. (laughs) No. My number nine is Man on the Moon. Mine is Me, Myself, and Irene. Stay tuned. For, for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Man on the Moon, though. Have you ever seen the documentary about that? I saw the documentary. I never saw Man on the Moon. It's a very good movie, first of all. Okay. The documentary, Jim and Andy. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's uh, an incredible documentary. It's terrifying because of what Jim yeah. Carrey did to Milos Foreman and everything. That's <laughs> And then right. Milos Foreman's just like, I've made Oscar-winning movies. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Apparently, he was like totally chill on the set of The Mask, but I guess, you know, with fame. Uh, it comes insanity, apparently. <laughs> my number eight's me, myself, and Irene. Oh, okay. That's pretty close. My yeah. number eight is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's too low. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there it is. Number yeah. eight. My number seven's Batman Forever. Batman Forever doesn't make my list. Well, that's a shame, because he's terrific as the Riddler. My number seven is The Mask. Ah. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's a safe spot for it. My number six, Cable Guy! Really? I love that movie. Oh, Absolutely love it. Cable Guy doesn't make my list at all. It doesn't make most people's lists. <laughs> I'm a broken person. You know this. As long as you recognize it. Directed by Ben Stiller, Matthew Broderick. Ta-da-ra! Ta-da-ra! So good. There it is. Yep. There it is. You, know, you can all just say you just saw the Cable Guy. My number six is Dumb and Dumber. <sighs> that low? Yeah. Well, I'm so curious. He's got some bangers. What number two through whatever is for you because I have a good feeling we have the same number one. <laughs> Me too. My number five is The Mask. Okay. My number five is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. That's totally fine. They're all totally <laughs> fine here on out, I think. My number four, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. Yeah. It's extremely good. It's so hard to compare his serious roles to his comedy roles. I think I just got caught up in the in the early 90s because my number four is Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Not even on my list. I think When Nature Calls is better than Pet Detective. Really? I do. But it's so hard to separate the two so they are my four and five why is it better than the original i don't know I go think there's, there's so many i i just think there's more memorable moments like the rhino and the rhino so good just the whole opening of that movie you must be the monopoly guy exactly it's so good <laughs> my number three is ace ventura pet detective my number three is bruce almighty not on my list really yeah that's a good movie though i like that movie a lot i debated putting that one on it and it is no cable guy's better yeah it says Says just one person. Singly, just me. <laughs> just me. My number two, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Of course. It's in my top six. That's something. My number two, <laughs> Liar Liar. Wow, that's I way too high, Brian. I love that movie. <laughs> that movie's so good. And it does explain why you want to do the claw to me before we do every single episode. Yeah. It checks out now. You're afraid of the claw, aren't you? I'm always afraid of the claw. <laughs> the claw! The claw! It's coming to get you. Number one, I got a good feeling with the same one. Yeah. The Truman Show? The Truman Show. Yeah, it, it oh is. my God, that movie's brilliant. It's so, so good. I just, I just love it so much. I love, 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 love that movie. I think it is my favorite movie of all time. And I know that's that's a tall order. That is a tall order, because there's a lot of Marvel movies out there. There are. <laughs> there are. 23 within one universe, and then others. Woof. That is a tall order. It's a oh. it's so good. So what a clever idea, and I like that we're all in on it, right? The whole time, and it's just oh, it's, it's nice. just waiting for him to figure it out, and it's like, oh, and he's so good in it too. He's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. everyone in that movie's good. Yeah, the mask. 
Rotten Tomatoes. One one hundred. Go ahead. Ninety. Seventy-seven. It's fresh. <laughs> I'm so backwards fresh. on these. Yeah. <laughs> lately, it's got six seven percent audience score too. Really? Yeah. But the cool news is that it is on our top seventy-two superhero movies. Oh, it, on it, it made the list. Yeah, we actually talked about it a few weeks ago. Oh. I'm sure we did. You can remember the number at least. How many are on the list again? 72. 72? I'm going to say it's 50. 58 sandwiched in there between Megamind and V for Vendetta. Oh, right. Megamind. You want to know what's also fun about this movie? What's that? Roger Ebert saw it. Of course he did. It was 1994. He also gave it three out of four. Nice. In the star system. Roger knows what's up. Maybe out of four, maybe out of five. Still not sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's four. Well. Someday we're going to see a five. It's going to blow up. It's going to be nuts. But he goes on just literally talks about the movie. One of those again where he's like, oh, okay. he goes and finds this a mask. This is what happens. There's a salvage and marine biology or whatever, and mask pops out of box and floaty and oh, body. He goes and, right yeah. from the first scene. Literally dives right in. But here's the interesting part where he says, transformation scenes are, of course, the soul of comic book fiction. Billy Batson shouts, Shazam! Clark oh. Kent darts into the phone booth. Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. Very DC heavy. And in every case, an insignificant wimp becomes a superhero. No wonder adolescent boys respond to these stories so powerfully. Wow. I like that he threw in the Shazam first. I do, too. I appreciate that. Especially 1994. Had no business being there. Absolutely. I think uh, Roger might be a bit of a fanboy. I'm going to disagree because his last paragraph says, Oh, no. I was not one of the admirers of Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Millions were, however. I thought the story surpassed stupidity and not in interesting ways, but I can sense some of Carrie's unrestrained energy and gift for comic invention, and here, where the story and the decor and the idea of the mask provide an anchor for his energy, Carrie demonstrates that he does have a genuine gift. It is said one of the indispensable qualities of an actor is an ability to communicate the joy he takes in his performance. You could say the mask was founded on that. Wow. That is heaping praise. Yeah, it is. Especially for something he didn't like the the first iteration of. The first one, yeah. I mean, he's 100% right. This movie just oozes Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey loves being Jim Carrey. And he's so good at being Jim Carrey. Could you imagine if he was bad at it? (laughs) Or if there was... Not even if he was bad at it. All right, Jim, be yourself. Action! I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) I just don't know what to do with my hands. I think even funnier than him being bad at being Jim Carrey is if there was one person in the world who's better at being Jim Carrey. Aren't there stories about that? How, like... I've heard stories about people who've tried out to play like roles that they're based on or whatever, and they never get the part or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, isn't it like Charlie Chaplin plays third in the Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest? Something like that. Or, or the new Nick Cage movie where Nick Cage is going to play Nick Cage. Terrifying. Did you read the plot of this movie? No. It's insane. Is it like was it a JCVD that came out ten years ago or something like that? It has, it has hints of it, but okay. but no, it's it's so bananas. Okay, I'll check it out. You have to look into it because it's. Wild and speaking I can't wait. of wild, oh, I thought you were gonna say, Speaking of Nick Cage, no, that'd be even better. <laughs> On Amazon, this movie has 4.6 out of five wow. for stars. Wow. People like this movie, it's only three percent for one stars. Those people should go over to Rotten Tomatoes and score it over there. Yeah, well, they didn't, they definitely didn't. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot on this one, but from January 3rd, 2019, for one star reviews, everything arrived on time and as advertised. I hate when that happens. <laughs> That's how much people love this movie is that they wow. just don't know how the star system works. They're that like, seems like the right audience for this movie, actually. Yeah. It checks maybe, out. Maybe. Oh, one star, right? You, you want to be in first place. That's, yeah, one star. Well, it gets worse because from January 9th, 2019, this is only a week after the first one was written, review, 
just a smiley face emoji. Smile. That's it. One star. There's smile. Nothing else there. <laughs> this movie makes me smile. One star. I don't understand how this is all working. I don't think they understand either. No, but since there's not a lot for the mask, sure. I dove into other Jim Carrey movies. Well, why not? For Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> April 11th, 2018. Son ordered this. It's okay. Why do people hate their family members so much? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everybody on Amazon is like, he doesn't even hate it. Do you think the son is okay? Or do you think the movie's okay in this one? Oh, maybe he's <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's rating his son. He called him an it for what it's worth, if that's the case. But yeah, we, I get it. From August 28th, 2018, I don't like Jim Carrey's characters as a general rule, so I was biased against him to begin with. If you're a Jim Carrey fan, you might like it. Why'd you buy the movie then? I don't know. <laughs> The title of that one is, not a Jim Carrey fan. What was I thinking to order this? Yeah, so What were you thinking? They're even questioning their choices. Jim Carrey gets us all thinking. Maybe he just loves That's Jeff what he's Bridges. best at. Maybe. From June 1st, 2017. Title, really stupid. Review, had to buy it for my boyfriend. <laughs> People just dislike <laughs> their loved one's enjoyment. They don't like gifts. That's it. One star. I had to buy it as a gift. Brr. Didn't even get to keep it. One star. Boyfriend not worth four ninety nine. This has <laughs> got to be a, one of those small bins, right? Has oh, to be. Sure. Especially if it's DVD, not Blu-ray. Absolutely. For me, myself, and Irene. Oh. From April 19th, 2001. To call this a typical Farrelly Brothers film is inaccurate, in my opinion. I laughed at Kingpin and There's Something About Mary. But this particular film lacks the intelligent wit and subtle humor. I'm disappointed in Jim Carrey. I thought he had more class or more intelligence. Jim Carrey's always been known for his subtlety. Everybody knows. Always. You want If you want something to be underplayed, hire Jim Get Carrey. Get Jim Carrey. This, this script calls for serious nuance. Get me Jim <laughs> Carrey. We need someone who's going to be very restrained within this script about a cartoon <laughs> character. Jim Carrey. Also, not to mention, not one of the Farrelly brothers' best, I guess, is what they're saying. That's what they're angry at. I guess. Peter Farrelly, his movie Green Book literally just won Best Picture last year. These guys know how to make movies. They've been around for forever. Yeah. Uh, some people are just looking for something different than what they get, I guess. I guess so. From December 22nd, 2018. Title, Hilarious. Review. <laughs> Had to have it in my collection. The main reason for the stars of Trashkin is for Amazon, not the movie. Just wish Amazon would let me custom arrange my video library instead of only offering by date purchase or athletic order. You monster. How many movies has this guy reviewed? All of them. One star. Wow. One of these days, you're going to catch me in a spit take with that one. I'm hoping I do one day, but what is this guy doing? I don't know. That's. I've never gone into his thing to like see how many has, has he actually done because- it's got to be a ton. It'll take the rest of my life. It's a lot of Marvel movies and a lot of- Disney movies? Disney- And The Mask. And The Mask. So that's where we are now. Maybe Jim Carrey movies. Who knows? I, maybe I just this guy's just it. got good taste in movies. But they're all one star. It's not for the movie. It's for Amazon. Of course. I apologize <laughs> to the movies. He's just trying to get his message across to the people at Amazon that he wants people to sort his movies in a different way. Right. Next movie I have is The Truman Show. Oh, boy. From December 2nd, 2016. Title, I don't like that he was living around all those robots and. Should have had more real people in. I don't like that he was living around all those robots and puppets. I didn't know Jim Henson was such a good puppeteer. What? I don't know what's happening anymore. What mo I think he accidentally watched the Muppet movie. It's very possible. Robots and Muppets? I don't know. 
Unless they just didn't think that any of the people within the world oh, that's uh, of the movie were real. That's unfortunate for their And they tried to make a joke? Abilities of... Uh, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. From February 7th, 2015, I find it appalling that in today's day and age, it is found entertaining to conceive the notion of an American corporation using an unwitting human being as its own personal lab rat. <laughs> and the world <laughs> finds it entertaining. I don't think these people have ever heard of reality television. Clearly not. Or Facebook. Oh, yeah, that, that too, actually. A corporation using people against their knowledge to... How dare them? Oh, the notion. <laughs> Spoiler alert. This is a scripted movie. Jim Carrey was aware the entire time. Uh, yeah, he got paid very well for <laughs> being that aware the entire time. Next movie and last movie I have is The Cable Guy from August 28th, 2014. Okay. About as bad as The Truman Show. Well, fuck you. That's all I have for that one. <laughs> How dare you? Give me some super stuff. Let's do that. Starting with setting. Edge City. Edge City. That's it. It's a city. It's a city. It's nothing. It's grimy. It's got a landfill park. Yeah, we see a park. We see apartments, and we see the Coco Bongo. Gases That's it. coming off. I'll go point two five. Makes the sunset real it's a pretty. City. That's it. Point two five is appropriate, I think. Style and tone. Possibly a one. I think it might Possibly be. a one. The city is grimy. Yep. It's a bad city. Yep. Everything that the mask does is its own style and tone. Big time. Okay. I I, I, I think we gotta go one. I think it's a one. I think you're right. Wow. Hero. No. 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 He robs a bank. He's does rob a he bank. He might kill somebody. He gets real rapey. Yeah, he actually shoves mufflers up those mechanics asses at a point he does do that i'm gonna go zero i think that's a zero for pretty safe yeah villains probably gonna go 0.5 0.5 seems appropriate even though i don't know his motivation at all because he he wants to rob his own club he wants to rob his the the bank and then then set up but he's bad at what he does he is very bad at what he does all right 0.25 barely (laughs) 0.25 female characters no boy. Mm, yeah. Cameron Diaz is just eye candy and Amy Asbeck. She went all bad. She, and that hurt me. She went all bad. Kind of got to go zero here. And she still had the hots for the main character. Yeah. I think that's a zero. Kind of got to go zero. Story and motivation. There's a story. There's a story. There's sort of motivation. His motivation, he's got a mask and he's, he's got getting mask. his own confidence because we all wear masks. Right. We all, that's what Ben Stein said. I'm going to go 0.5. It's just a to be totally mask. safe. I don't think it's any better than that. I think that's fair. Music. There's really iconic stuff in here. There's exactly it's and it's phenomenal. The dance scene at the, the Coco Bongo scene. is great. Cuban Pete is great. So good. I'll go point five. That's it. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe. Okay, I think you're playing it safe. Uh, I think I have On to play music. this one safe. I I don't think that it should go any farther because that's the only two really big ones. Other than like general can music, nothing to the music besides that. That's fair, but they are iconic music numbers. In this movie, yeah, they are. But in the grander scheme of culture, I don't know how well they hold up to... I mean, we're fanboys of it. We know that. That's fair. But if Cuban Pete came on the radio, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's the song from The Mask. I would absolutely say that. But not a lot of other people, I feel like, would. I I feel like like that's the only way people know that song. You might be right. But I'll still go (laughs) point five. play safe. All right. Impact on the genre. The superhero genre itself is probably a zero. It's uh, not high. No. But it did open up. Uh, the possibility to do more Dark Horse movies. That's very fair. Like and barbed wire. Yeah, and it also was a huge hit. 
Oh, it, this it, movie cost twenty three million dollars to make. Opening weekend, it made twenty three million dollars. Oh, until Joker beat it, it was the highest grossing comic book movie of all time. What? You heard me. Until the until Joker beat it just like recently. recently. Yeah, it was the highest grossing single comic book movie. Of all comic time. book movie. Because I mean, this thing grossed three hundred fifty one million dollars worldwide. Yeah, Joker just broke a billy. Oh no no no! Uh, grossing including budget based on budget. Oh okay. Percentage. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes more sense then. Yeah. I, I was like, you're out of your mind. Okay. <laughs> that checks out. Um, Still, <laughs> I can't. And the impact it's in talks huge. for two different sequels. Yeah, right 25 now. years later. 20, I know. I'll go 0.25. It's got more of a personal impact than it does a genre impact, I think. I think you're probably right. Parents. Who knows? Zero. Zero. One liners. Two. Two indeed. <laughs> it's got to be a two, right? It has to be a two. And that's going to bring the final score for The Mask to a 4.75. Fine. Totally fine. I Probably think... too high. Totally fine. No, I think it's appropriate. <laughs> what are we talking about next week? Next week, we are talking about some mutants again. No. Yeah, it's time. We have to? We have. We don't have to. We make the we rules. We probably should, though. But it's been a while. We can get it out of the way, you know? Yeah, brush under the rug. X3 is what not what it's called. It's X-Men The Last Stand. <laughs> <laughs> they trick you with that second one. Sure. That we all remember that one so well. I don't remember talking about that one. It's been so long. There were blue people in it. Oh, that's right. We had a, a we had a blue boy a in the fan in here the studio with us. Yeah, of course. Raving about the cool blue guy. Right, right. If you're a fan of what we're doing, you can rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also like and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're throwing up all sorts of content over there, and you can send your questions and comments to KatePodcasters at gmail don't forget to keep listening at the end of every episode for the post credits. It's on every single episode. Every one. Every single one. So I guess we're going to see you next week for not X3, X-Men The Last Stand. Exactly. X-Men The Last Stand. Same pod time. Same pod one-armed man. Oh, nice. It's a fugitive reference. So, Brian, that's the mask. What do you think happens post-credits? Oh, I think we get Stanley Ipkiss with the mask again, and he puts it on, and he's the mask, and he's running around, but now he's got all these errands to do because <laughs> he just spent the whole movie wreaking havoc, and he's like, oh, I got to go do this, I got to do this. He goes to the dry cleaner. He's like, yes, I'd like to drop off this yellow zoot suit, and they're like, why? You only wore it for five minutes. <laughs> that's what he's known for in this movie, too. He only wears the suit for five minutes. The whole movie. Probably Dave, got real messy. What do you think happens? Yeah, I made it real messy. <laughs> what I think happens is we're in the movie The Avengers. Okay. We're in Avengers Tower. It's Tony and Loki talking. Tony Stark and Loki talking. <laughs> okay. And Tony says, let's do a head count. A couple of master assassins, a demigod, a super soldier, and you've managed to piss off every single one of them. And Loki goes, I have an army. Tony Stark says, we have a Hulk. And Loki goes, I have a secret weapon. And he pulls out a mask out of his back pocket and throws it. And Jim Carrey goes and dives on it. <laughs> does the old spinny thing. And Tony starts going, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> and the Hulk goes, Hulk smash? Stop spinning. All you hear is, somebody stop me. 